0: Have you or a
1: loved one had to wait a long time for surgery or another kind of treatment? The numbers for Ontario are out, and it looks like wait times are little changed over the last two years in this province for priority procedures like hip and knee replacements. And wait times in Ontario are actually better than the Canadian average, but the average is one thing and your numbers are another thing. And I do want to hear from you if your numbers are outside what we see in these figures from the Canadian Institute of Health Information. So as a, for instance, 84% of Ontario residents received a hip replacement within the recommended time of six months compared to 85% two years ago. So, uh, we lost 1%. Of that, knee replacements, 80% received the surgery in the recommended six months, and that was the same as 2016. And 70% of residents received cataract surgeries within the recommended wait time of 16 weeks in 2018, also unchanged. So, uh, does that jive with your experience i'd like to know 416-360-0740 toll free one 866 740 740 and right now we are going to bacchus barua in vancouver and he is the health sector maven with the fraser institute hi there bacchus
2: Good afternoon. Thank you so much for having me on the show.
1: Thank you for coming on the show. So these are not your numbers. What do you think when you have a look? And by the way, I'm looking at how they're broken down and it looks like Ontario is doing a lot better than B.C
2: you're absolutely right they they aren't our numbers but it is a report that we've been actually uh following for for many many years uh, on an annual basis um and coincidentally uh it also jives with um with uh, a lot of the reports that we've been doing for i think 25 to 30 years on uh, on wait time. so i'm a little bit familiar with it it does seem like Ontario, uh, in this particular report, is doing better than most of the other provinces. Um, you know, especially highlighting the numbers that you had. Um, but I think there are two things that, that we really need to need to take into consideration when we're talking about Ontario um, and its and its supposed to success over here. Um, the first is when we look at the benchmarks actually used in this report, um, we need to recognize that these are remarkably long benchmarks. So when we're talking about the fact that, uh, that this report says that uh, hip and knee replacements are at 84% and 79%, that's uh, a benchmark of six months. Um, for treatment, um, and and I think there are a lot of patients who would, you know, just at the outset over there say that even six months uh, is a remarkably long time um, if that's what we consider success. Well, um, just a minute, or-
1: I I, sure. I want to stop you in there because you know I know a lot of people who are getting these, and it's kind of a a process, and you know it's a process. And people sort of, you go to the doctor and you get to the point where, you know, the doctor looks at you sort of saying, are you ready? Do you want to get on the list? And, uh, you know, for a lot of people, at least that I know, they put it off as long as possible. You know, a lot of these things are from arthritis or from sports injuries, mm-hmm. and especially with both those things. I mean, I can tell you personally, I've been told by quite a lot of people that I need knee replacements. And I say "Puffy," to that.
2: Right well um you know i i'm uh that's definitely something to take into consideration but even there um this report is actually only based on after the the agreement um that uh, that if, that a patient is ready and willing to to have treatment um so this report actually doesn't even consider the long wait time to actually see a specialist even in the first place um which if you look at a report um you know, similar to the one that we do, that's uh, true. we find that that on average, um, uh, uh, patients actually have to wait a further 12 weeks just to actually see uh, the specialist in the first place. Um, so while I do think that that's a factor, um, I think in this particular uh, report that's 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 uh, that's a uh, it's it's a minimized um, uh, minimized uh, criteria. The, the other thing is that you know even there, um, while that may be a factor, um, I I think a, a really good question is to actually ask um, patients what what they would actually prefer is this actually a reflection of the fact that that's what's you know medically or clinically reasonable or is this actually a reflection of the fact that the system cannot cope with uh, with what patients would actually um, desire um, you know one one other uh, statistics that we that we can look to kind of put that one into perspective um, is if we look at the Fraser Institutes report on wait times and we look at the overall weight in Ontario um um, from specialist treatment, so this is after you' already uh, you 've already seen your specialist, that wait is about eight point three weeks. Um, the clinically reasonable wait time that the physicians who responded to our survey um, uh, said was closer to about six weeks, so even in terms of just clinically reasonable forget actual desires of patients, um, they were waiting longer than than required and again, even in the Gia report you know let 's flip the numbers around um, you know we 're saying that uh, the report says that Knee replacements. Eighty percent uh, of knee replacements were done um, within the um, the pan. What what I what I would say is a remarkably long pan Canadian benchmarks. But that actually means that thirty percent of patients did not receive treatment uh, within these long
1: benchmarks. Twenty. Twenty.
2: Uh, Sorry, 20 20 for knee replacement, 30 for for cataract. Sorry, I I got my numbers confused over there. Yeah,
1: I I just want to throw it out uh, to our listeners again, bringing in something that you reminded me of, and that is the wait time to see a specialist. So people, if you've had to wait a long time to see the specialist before you could get on the list for the surgery, or if you haven't, if everything's gone smoothly well, give us a shout. I'm sure that a lot of you have had or are waiting for hip replacements, knee Knee replacements, cataract surgery, the numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll-free 866 740 740 And I know that during that wait, people's quality of life can be altered. As I said, I know people who have to wait, they have to stop doing things that they are doing because of pain. And I Another issue, and I don't know if you have a view on this, Bacchus Barua, is that for a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of surgeons have their own wait lists. And if there's somebody who has a reputation as the hotshot surgeon, the best guy for or woman for whatever, then the wait time if you're insisting on seeing that person is much longer and when you start combining these lists which is very hard to do with surgeons because i've been involved in that in other areas of medicine then the wait times shrink
2: yeah you know those are two really important points that you that you brought up um uh, you, you know, on, on the first one in terms of the impact on patients, I think it's something that we, we really need to pay attention to. Um, these these are not simply uh, numbers, these are a reflection of actual patient experiences um, and quite coincidentally, we actually the Fraser Institute actually just released uh, a new report today um, that was looking at an economic estimate of uh, the impact of wait times, um, not based on CAHI's numbers, but based on numbers in our own survey. Um, and in general, we find that in Canada, that adds up to about $2.1 billion at the most conservative. Estimate going up to more than six billion dollars if if we start to include things like weekends and evenings um, per patient. It's about two thousand dollars in Ontario, um, which is again, you know, it does better than the rest of the provinces. But again, the economic impact per patient we're estimating at about thirteen to fourteen hundred dollars per patient. So um, you know, we can talk a little bit more about that. But I think it's 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 always important for us to remember that these are um, wait times are not just benign inconveniences. There, in some cases, as you said, there might be patients who would uh, like to have a treatment later, uh, but in many cases, there are people who can't do their jobs properly, for example, or might be in pain. Um, on the second thing that you mentioned, uh, I, I think that's a very good point. Um, we actually have, in some ways, uh, an inefficient system in that when you go to your... Um, your your GP to get a referral um, they will refer you to a particular specialist um, and they don't necessarily have um, the information to actually uh, get everybody um, connected with the specialist that has the shortest wait time. Um, Ontario does do a good job in terms of their website. Um, uh, you can actually access uh, information for, um, for the wait times for, for different specialists, but I would highlight a, a province like Saskatchewan, which, which took, I, in, in my opinion, a very, very important step, um, and what they did is they actually started pooling patient referrals. Um, so whenever somebody needed a referral to see a specialist, everybody went into a centralized pool, and they were matched up with um, with the physician that has the shortest wait. Of course, they could opt to wait longer um, if if they um, if they wanted to go with uh, with a different physician of their choice. Um, but these are the sort of efficiencies within the system um, that I think a lot of uh, policymakers could um, could examine.
1: Hmm. And uh, generally speaking, so what is your view of this? Uh, are we in in good shape? Are we in bad shape?
2: Well, uh, let, let me let me go with two two different statistics. Um, you, you know, the, these reports are, are remarkably important in terms of the way that we track our wait times. Um, but I don't think it's um, when, when, we, when we start to make comparisons just year to year, uh, we sometimes lose track of what the overall trend has been. Um, so when we look at something like the Fraser Institute survey, which has been going on since 1993, uh, we get a better, better idea of, of what these numbers mean. So this year... Um, Ontario had the second shortest wait time uh, in our report at 15.7 weeks between referral to treatment. But in 1993, Ontario's wait time was 9.1 weeks. Um, And that gives you a little bit of an idea of how things have actually changed over time. The other thing that I would say is is important for us to understand is that um, although we see these marginal improvements in some cases, in general, Canada has some of the longest wait times amongst developed countries with universal healthcare. Um, So even when Ontario is doing better than other provinces within Canada, Um, Canada itself, the benchmark that we're using for Ontario uh, is a country that's lagging far behind countries like Germany, Switzerland, Sweden, uh, the Netherlands, Australia, countries with universal healthcare um, that spend about the same amount as we do, but remarkably shorter waits. So... Celebrate, uh, celebrate uh, the successes that we have and the uh, individuals um, that have worked hard to, to get them. Uh, but I think it's important that we don't lose sight of, of um, how far behind we are when we compare ourselves with other countries with universal health care.
1: Very good point. And thank you for that, Bacchus Barua from the Fraser Institute. Appreciate
2: it. My pleasure. Thanks so much for having me on the show.
1: Okay. We are going to talk to one of the authors of the report. Tracy Johnson is the Director of Healthy Systems Analysis and Emerging Issues with the Canadian Institute of Health Information. Hi, Tracy. Hi, Libby. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Okay, so we were talking to Bacchus Barua from the Fraser Institute, and Ontario looks really good compared to other provinces for some of these procedures, but his point is that these times don't include long waits to see specialists before you're referred, and also the benchmarks are long. Um, how do you respond, or is that out of your purview?
3: No, I can, I can respond. He is right. This is only one segment of the weight, so it is from when a decision is made to treat and the patient is considered ready to treat by a specialist till the time that they receive their treatment, the first... Uh, occurrence of that treatment. In this case, it's surgery. So he's right. It is only one uh, part of the weight segment. But these weight segments or these procedures, the five that we look at, were ones that back in 2004 caused considerable challenges across the country. So they are indicators of whether health systems are able to meet the needs of their
1: constituents or not. And... uh... How did we get uh, it under control? I mean, do you consider this to be under control?
3: Um, well, what we say in the report right now is that about 30% of Canadians are not getting uh, joint replacements, so hip or knee replacements and cataract surgery within the benchmark time frames. So for the joint replacements, that's six months, and for the cataract surgery, that's four months. So we are flagging that we have at least five provinces for each of those procedures who have seen decreases over the last three years in the percent of people getting their surgery.
1: Okay, and is it a matter uh, of more people who are getting older when these things happen? Uh, Is it a matter of not enough money or a matter of the way things are organized? Uh, It's
3: probably all of the above in some cases. So the root cause, across the country is probably different depending on the province you live in because the provinces deliver health care according to their population's needs and they try and balance that. So how how care is set up may be slightly different across the country. So things like number of surgeons, uh, number of hospital beds, the number of surgeries that you can afford to fund in a year, as well as that rising demand. So we're putting joint replacements in younger people as well as we have an aging population. And the longer you live, the more you wear your joints out.
1: Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, hang on because people are now waiting. We're going to take a couple of calls. Dennis in Brampton. Hi, Dennis.
4: Hi, Libby, and thank you for taking my call. Uh, your guest just touched on my point briefly. Uh, Ontario has the lowest health care spending per capita in canada and i do recall some years back when the liberals identified some of these key areas requiring uh where they wanted to reduce wait times and they put more money into uh into the system to accomplish that so the bottom line is that in order to increase or time training etc it's going to cost more which means Uh, We will need to pay higher taxes, and uh, given many of the calls that you receive in regard to taxes, uh, that's really the issue. So we have some choices to make. You can uh, invest in it, or you can choose not to and suffer the consequences.
1: Okay, well, uh, you know, I take the view it's it's not just, I mean, obviously money is a factor. It's not just money, but as I was talking about earlier, it's also the way it's organized. It's the fact that surgeons have each have their own uh, little wait list as opposed to merging them because sometimes just reorganizing things takes time off the wait list. But I hear you, Dennis, and I'm assuming you'd be happy to pay more for better service, right?
4: Yes I would
1: okay thanks for your call okay let's take another one from Charlie in Richmond Hi how are you
0: I'm doing very well I just happen to be on my knees painting a room let's, oh. uh, yeah I wanted to comment on uh, this uh, hip replacement uh, situation. I had mine done in 2012 I was 61 and like anybody you uh, you really don't have any experience at this everybody's got their favorite surgeon, you know. So I went to one of these favorite surgeons, a year and a half wait time to see him. And I said, okay, well, I don't know any better. So I signed up, got an appointment. But in the meantime, I couldn't walk, I couldn't sleep. And so I got referred to another fellow, six weeks. I saw him in six weeks, he had a look and he said, oh yeah, you need to have that replaced." And he says, "Uh, you got any preference? And I said, as soon as possible, another six weeks, I had a new hip. 12 weeks total, 2012. Excellent. Jervinsky Hospital in Hamilton.
1: You know what? I I love that story, Charlie. Thanks for sharing it.
0: Yeah, you just got to shop around. You know, it's like car dealers, some of these guys. And the thing was, the reason why I was told it was so long, these guys are capped. So they can only make so much a year. So they they don't do like three surgeries a day. They maybe do three a week and then have long periods of vacations because they can't make a certain amount of money over a certain amount.
1: Well, exactly. And they have big reputations. Charlie, thanks for that. We're we're running out of time. Uh, Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, I've. Talk to people who've, who've actually said to me, I'm the best, uh, why don't you get on my waiting list? It's going to take a year anyway. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I think that's, that's, a, that's a big deal and it's something we can do. Tracy, what would you like to leave us with? So
3: I would like to say that there is a lot of information out there on wait times now, more so than there was in 2012 and way more so when this was a huge problem back in 2004 and was identified. So talk to your practitioner about those wait lists and if you can't wait as long as they're saying you have to wait then ask about other alternatives because they and start looking around there is there are alternatives as your last guest said.
1: Right? And uh he's happy. He said he was on his knees painting a room. So there you go and you know people I know who've had hip replacements the the recovery from those is pretty darn good. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Mu- all kinds of big
3: muscles around that hip, much easier to move.
1: Yep. Tracy Johnson from Kai High, thank you so much for being with us. Thank
0: you, Libby. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio.